It's news time with award-winning newsman extraordinaire, Kevin James. Foam rubber gold bars, full man who robbed Michigan shop. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? It's not news. It's Kevin's news. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. News is brought to you by the Spokane Boat Show. Uh, do either one of you guys, and I feel like you would be two of the people likely to have this. In your families, do you have a record book for your family? Boy, I, I like wish. Slim with all your games that you've done over the years with the uh, you know family fun on the 4th where you guys used to play the games, is there a, like a record book that says you did the most whatever the washers game is most hole in one yeah or whatever do you guys have anything like that so we don't have a record book for that but for our board games we have underneath the box top all the high score records oh Get i see okay here. like a video game yeah so for individual games Monopoly, etc. Monopoly. I'm trying to think of other games. I know we have it. Monopoly, Yahtzee, and you just keep them in the board game itself. Yeah, so under that, the box, under the box, or if it's a card game on a on a piece of paper in the box. That's awesome. And so at the end of it, when you add your score, like for Yahtzee, for instance, at the end of it, when you get done with your entire sheet, you add up the scores for all your scores, uh, individual game scores, and then you have a final number. You can look at that, compare it to the record. If it breaks the record, you get to cross that one out. Put the new record, your name, and the date. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I love yeah, that. So we've got that, that for all fun. of our all of our board games. Okay, I, I love that idea because I was just trying to think it would be a fun thing to do with the family, especially right now as we're you know still up against abnormal times and not able to go out and do as much. It's like it's kind of a fun thing to have like your own little personal record book for your family where you do these things and try to keep track of it. Jay, I, I figured at your house it had to be like. Free throws made in a row. Yeah, I wish, but no, I mean, we don't have them written down anywhere. I know that, that whoever has that w- remembers it, 22, but um, uh, I don't know. We don't have any of that written down. Yeah, see, I feel like that would just be fun to to write it down somewhere. And yeah, for sure. No, that's a good uh, idea. The reason I ask is because there's one right now that I feel like is a very fun one to make a personal record at your own house. Everybody listening, do this one. Make a record and then have it continually be a record you try to break. And it comes from David Rush down in Boise again. He set another world record, but it's just a fun one to try. And it is pieces of popcorn caught in your mouth in one minute. Now it has to be a two person, so it has to be someone throwing the popcorn to you, you catching the popcorn. He was able to do 54 pieces of popcorn in his mouth in one minute. In a minute? In one minute. That that's is right. Gosh, I feel like pieces. that's more about the throwing than the catching. Uh, he says, I have a big thanks to Jonathan Hannon, my neighbor, who is ambidextrous and was throwing the popcorn with both his left and right hand. Wow. Well done. <laughs> so that that is very uh, crucial. 54, whatever. Ridiculous. We're probably not going to get 54. But it does seem like a fun one to set a clock at your house. Who does not throw popcorn and catch it? Everybody does that. At Try some point, it, yeah. Set a record, make your own personal record book at your home, and then just always have it. Every time you have popcorn, make it some fun where the family 
tries to see who can set the new record for popcorn. Jeez, if I do that every time I have popcorn, I'm going to try to set a new record like five days a week. Yeah, maybe not every time. Maybe you have to say, okay, guys, today just practice three kernels, please. We don't want to make a mess all over the house. Saturday will be the next attempt at the world record. Nobody cheering for more misses than my dogs. Your dogs love popcorn, well, right? Well, I mean, anything that you miss, anything that drops, it's like, it, you know. It's funny. Okay, my my dog that I had, little little Charlie, rest in peace, Charlie. If you're listening, I'm sure you are. Why wouldn't you be? All dogs listen to our show in heaven. Uh, loved popcorn. And I assumed Judy's dog would be the same. So when the girls dropped popcorn, I was always like, Lucy, get the popcorn. No interest in it. And I thought, what in the world? That is a real bummer because then you have to clean up all the popcorn. <laughs> That's it's not nearly as Get fun. a new dog. Yeah. Does uh, Jovi eat popcorn? Jovi does eat popcorn, but we have been told by the vet that she's no longer allowed on the popcorn diet. Oh, no. How come? Uh, just had some health issues, and so the popcorn has been cut out of her life. Oh, wow. That is a bummer. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a great Charlie's thing for her. Because we always, we always do popcorn during The Bachelor. So last night, there was some major popcorn eating, and she just sits there now very angry at us. If I was her, I'd sleep like 18 hours a day. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, Slim, so this off the text line. They have a risk game okay. that they've been writing down the high scores and the dates since 1992 on the inside of the box. That's awesome. Uh, hang, I'm, I'm going to get my Monopoly. Hang on. Because you have it written on the on the inside of the cover. That's a great idea, too, because then it's always there. It's easy to know where it is. Nobody has to try to, quote-unquote, remember the high score. No, I'm pretty yeah, sure it was I, me. <laughs> I have seen it on a Scrabble. That's the only time I've ever seen the scores written inside was on a Scrabble It's a great board. idea. And it's a really, it, it is a fun idea. It should be on all board I games. Love the that, family, uh, I love the family record book. Yeah, it, it seems like a fun idea just to have, you know, something different and the popcorn is an easy one to start it on, I thought. Absolutely. Slim going to get his... I'll, I'll do this. Story number two. While Slim grabs his Monopoly board. Here's the piece of paper. Let's see what we got here. My first... Uh, see, mine's not going to be as long as that. My first official Monopoly scores record. The one that set it. 8-28-1994. Five. Oh, Micah Huffman, seven twenty-two p.m. Final monetary score of eighty-five hundred dollars, and his autograph next to it. <laughs> I love that. That in is great. In two thousand, my one of my very last days. In fact, it was my second to last day ever in Venezuela. My buddies and I played Monopoly because we loved it. Six seven two thousand. After many many years of ch- these scores changing, Micah Huffman. 12.27 a.m. Whoa. $20,459. His autograph next to it. His autograph changed a lot in five years. Yeah, imagine that. Big money. What does Micah Huffman do nowadays? That is a great question. In those days, he was my best friend. And nowadays, I haven't heard from him in 18 years. So you don't know anything about where, what he does for a living? Is he successful? He was dang good at Monopoly, I yeah, can tell you that. Yeah, really he was. was. He, I mean, he had the very first record. Now, he doesn't have the, the current record because that was broken then later by, by United States friends coming in there and, you know, proving the USA is the greatest. Right. But he ended Venezuela with the, the high score. And now, yeah, I don't know what Micah does. I have not heard from Micah in 18 years, probably 2002, 2003. Still That's mad crazy. about the losing? 
And yeah, that's why I stopped talking to him. So I'm hoping he's successful. I'm hoping he's doing something cool. I think he lives in Texas. Okay. Like Dr. Beefus. So there you, yeah. He oh. actually was roommates with Dr. Beefus, Dr. Kenny Beefus, back in the early 2000s when they moved back to the States. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so I don't know, a weird I don't know what he does now, but his name is going to live in, in infamy on this piece of paper in my old Monopoly board. I love it. Yeah, it's, I just would like to see if there's a correlation between kids who are great at it if they became successful. My brother was the king of Monopoly around all of our circles of friends, and he ironically basically plays Monopoly for a living. Now. <laughs> it's his real-life job. <laughs> like, yeah, it really is his Except real Except the money's job. real and it's more uh-huh. fun to spend. For sure, I yeah. think so. It, it looks like it's a way more fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is a fact. Uh, all right, guys. Well, how about this tricky trick? Let's see if you're down with this. And if you ever would do it, what name would you use locally? Yesterday, Dakota Johnson. You know who she is. She's uh actress most famous for what is Dakota Johnson most famous for? Is she 50 Shades of Grey? That is correct. That is probably her biggest well-known movie, I would say. Okay. And the daughter of Don Johnson. And yes. And Melanie Griffith, right? Melanie Griffith. There yeah. we go. I was like, her mom's famous too. Yeah. So yeah, she she's pretty famous in her own right. But she was discussing with Drew Barrymore on her TV show yesterday. One of the things that she has been known, she was saying, Drew's like, I've got some rumors about you. I'm going to tell you these rumors and you tell me if they're true or not. You used to sneak into restaurants or get into restaurants by claiming that you were with George Clooney. And she said, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't even like trying to get the best table. It was just to get a reservation. And yeah, I'd say it was me, but I was going to be with George Clooney for dinner. And they would give me reservations that they wouldn't give me as just Dakota Johnson. And then she'd show up without George Clooney, but she'd still get a table. Right, and they'd be like, George isn't going to be able to make it. Yeah, he's and coming. He's running late. He'll be you know here. What? She's probably famous enough it. that she gets away with it, right? Yeah. It's a tricky trick. Yeah. Uh, she then met George Clooney, and he said, I've heard about what you've done. No way. And she said, I was uh, completely panicked and said, oh, my God, <laughs> I am so sorry. And he's like, no, I'm totally cool with it. I've done it as well. Like, who's George I've Clooney I've said I'm George Clooney it? to okay. get reservations. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He's like, I've used different. my name as well to get reservations. <laughs> so, what does George Clooney care, right? No, I doesn't doesn't make him look bad. I mean, unless he, she did it all the time, and they were just like, "Man, George Clooney never shows up for dinner." He probably but, laughs about it. Yeah, he probably loves it. Right? He's thinking, "What do I care? That's pretty harmless." Yeah, disavow knowledge of it. Who cares? You're like, I didn't know. I, I can't control and people using my name. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? George Clooney comes to your restaurant. Guess what they're going to do? Give him a table. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's still going to get a table, uh, no doubt about it. So it's I'm like, gonna... hey, uh, me and Nadine Woodward are going to be uh, coming to dinner at your place there. Can we get a get a table? What name would you try to get reservations with here? Do you think, I mean. I, I know what I would try to do. What would you try, Slim? Fewey. Yeah, it's a great one. That's a great one. You're getting a table. Yeah, Coach Few. That's is a never miss. Pretty, you're right. Coach Few is the guy that the, you can't really say no to him. That's a Corey right? Kispert from three. That's a never miss. You just yeah, are guaranteed a Coach Few table. Because everybody I wants agree. Coach Few at the restaurant. I'm the other names aren't, I just don't feel like they'd be out, right? Like Craig T. Nelson is famous, but he's never in Spokane, so you can't use that. 
Stockton. Yeah, that's very true. And see, Stockton's a great one, but I also feel like no one has ever seen John Stockton out in public. (laughs) (laughs) They would also know it was a lie. They'd be like, John Stockton's not coming to dinner. We already know that. John, make sure he eats at home because it's more affordable. I feel like that's, I don't know that that's true about John Stockton, but I feel like he's the guy that's going to be like, we don't eat out. It's too expensive. He's frugal. John, you're a a millionaire. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, I, back in the day, and again, it's, apparently it's just basketball coaches. When Tony Bennett was coaching at Washington State University, I would have gone with his name because he looks like a guy who goes to eat at a nice restaurant. Yeah, that's that's a fact. Yeah, that looks friendly enough to that someone would believe you. Where where you go, you yeah. know what? Tony Bennett seems nice enough to actually sit down and have dinner with you. That is a great point, Sam. And he looks, uh, he looks like the guy you want at the fancy restaurant. There is a problem with Coach Few. I didn't even think of this. Uh-oh. If it's a nice Careful. restaurant, Careful. they're going to – you know what they're going to tell you? They're going to have to say to you when you make the reservations, um, can you let Coach know that we need him to wear a suit jacket and a tie? Because <laughs> he's apparently thrown away all of his fancy clothes. Have you noticed that this season? He has not worn anything other than a polo shirt – or these new cool uh, zip-up, half-zip, whatever that, quarter-zip, long-sleeve tees or whatever those things are. They, they're like pullovers. They, they've been wearing those, too. They, he has not worn a suit or a jacket the entire season. The nice thing is, Spokane, you're not going to be as worried about dress code, right? Yeah. No, a but few the- restaurants, but... Not not too. I, I'm many. not going to be okay. Well, I apologize. I'm not going to be as worried about dress code when well, you're trying, trying to, to get, get a, in to get a table but at Red Robin. The one fun thing will be if you use his name to get in and it works, you are going to be at the biggest table because they're going to assume his entire family's coming. <laughs> all great. of his kids, all their friends, yeah. and you. Yeah, we have a table of 24 set yeah. up for you. It's you by yourself at the biggest table in the restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin, they were talking about that last night on one of the college basketball games, how all the coaches this year have just, just for some reason, don't know if it's COVID or what, have gone to the non-sport coat. Seems to be a thing that they've kind of agreed on. I don't know. It does seem like, I don't know that I've seen any coaches wearing a suit at all, and it must just be, hey, there's no fans here, what do we care? We're like, well, you're still on TV. How about Kalai Chalk? Should be a pretty good name. Oh, Robin Nance? You, you got me on that TV thing now. Like, I, if you say you're coming to dinner with Stephanie Vigil or Dan Kleckner, oh, I feel like they're the, the legends who have been here so, so long. Stephanie Vigil's the answer. That's correct. They, everyone knows who she is. That's, that's right. Dan Kleckner. Hi, this is Dan Kleckner. And you're listening <laughs> to my favorite morning show, Jay and Kevin. <laughs> The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Come visit your neighbors. We're waiting for you. Your neighbors in Spokane. Kevin James. Spokane. You love it here. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. It's a listener letter. You wrote it down. We picked it up and we're reading it now. Gonna find out if we can help at all. And we're gonna see if you can help with your calls. It's gonna be fun and it's gonna be great. So let's get to it. No need to wait. It's a listener letter, don't you know? And we're reading it here on the Jane Kevin Show. All right, Kev. 
Dear Jay and Kevin, I live in a house that has two separate houses on the same lot, and we share a laundry room that's located in between the houses. It feels like every time I go outside to take out the trash, do the laundry, get the mail, play with my son, my neighbor comes outside and wants to talk, which I've really started to hate. She also smokes and sits out on her back porch all day, so I've tried to time it and wait until she's inside, but it doesn't seem to work. She still sees me out there and most of the time comes out. I've dropped a lot of hints and even been kind of short and rude, but it doesn't seem to change anything. She's nice enough, but it's just annoying. My husband says she's just lonely and I should just suck it up. Easy for him. She doesn't ever talk to him. Any ideas or am I stuck? Thanks for the help, Mandy. A lot of very helpful people on the text line. Um, You pretend you're on the phone. There's cough a lot when she's around. Quick Side note about the uh, phone thing. The phone trick is something we've all done. Fake a phone call? We, we've all done it. Every single person listening right now has done it. And if you haven't, you will. You fake the phone call when you're in a situation where you don't want to talk to somebody. We've done it. Make sure your ringer is off. You learn that the hard way. Oh, the call must have dropped. They called right back. <laughs> the most embarrassing thing. When that phone rings, and it also blows up your ear, and it is super embarrassing because you are caught red-handed. I mean, other people, you know, find out what political party she is, talk trash, tell them you're on the other side, use slims, I gotta poop. There's lots of, you know, helpers. Now, I have seen this happen uh, firsthand with someone that I'm very close to and one of their neighbors. I'll leave names out of this to protect the innocent. Uh, and, And one of the neighbors is... Very talkative, but a situation where it's just lonely. There, there's nobody sure, else around. Sure, that's the problem. It's you and know. I have seen it where this person handles it awesomely, where she just talks to him, and then will say, "Hey, I got to get going. We got a lot going on today, or whatever," and then just will leave. But is always kind enough to them, and then then leaves. Now this situation may be a little tougher because it sounds like she's, you know, you're the only neighbor there. And so that's a little hard, like you're you're kind of stuck, like this lady's watching and wants to come out. But, man, right. le- a lot of folks are saying, let's be real, too. It- it's a time right now where some people, you might be the only person she talks to. And just that communication with you, even though it's annoying, might be what's uh, keeping her sane. I mean, consolidate your trips. That's a good start. You know, do the laundry and the trash at the same time with the mail so maybe you're not going out as long. But I think being nice is kind of crucial, isn't it? Where you just, like, give her give her some time, and then when you got to go, you just say, hey. Sure. And, and I think, like you said, if there's – limit the times that you talk. When you're out there, just say, oh, i got to get going, and, and just go ahead and leave. She's not going to probably follow you into the house. Well, that's and a then, different scenario. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> listener letter altogether. She follows my neighbor me follows into my me house. into the house. <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, different. And then maybe once in a while, when you go, okay, I'm in the mood, I can handle it right now, I'm going to talk to her for five minutes or whatever. But it's just one of those where you have to, I, I, I feel like right, especially right now, just try to, try to be a little kind with it, get through it, and then, yeah, like you say, maybe limit the trips. Now, there are some suggestions here. Uh, Donna says, why don't you make your husband do the trash, the laundry, everything else, so then he's the one that's outside all the time. Hey, take turns. I mean, that could work, right? At least uh, limit the amount of trips that you make outside. Is this ever an issue in your neighborhood, Slim? Is there any neighbors that you avoid? We don't. We don't have that, which makes me think I'm the neighbor. 
Oh, You're no. the guy yeah, who overtakes. I felt will that way before to too. Everybody, I will talk to every single person. If you walk by yeah. my house, I will talk to you the second I see you. I will ask you fifty questions. I will make it so that you do not get off this premises without me learning something new about you. So as I'm reading this, I'm realizing that Mandy may actually be my neighbor. <laughs> and I've been be meaning to guy, ask her why cousin. she keeps coming into my house to do the laundry, it's... but I'm okay with it because I love talking to her. It's okay. Oh my god! It's funny because your wife gives you a hard time about. She hates. Could it. we not have to engage in a conversation with every person we see on a walk? Drives her insane. Drives her absolutely insane. And I love it. I will talk to anybody and everybody. So I'm actually learning right now on the opposite side of the spectrum of this email, as the other neighbor. You were just sitting there quietly going, oh, my God, this is me. Yeah, without a doubt. And I am the, I, now I'm not following to make sure I'm out when my other neighbors are out. But if right, we're right. out at the same time, you best believe I'm going to say a bunch to you. I mean, honestly. And, and I never will say anything. I mainly will just ask you questions. I'm pretty much going to pester you for inside information on your life, which is probably the worst. I mean, that's just what you do, though. That, that don't is think, you. That's just Slim likes to find out stuff. He's inquisitive, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's probably also nothing wrong with when someone yeah. says, hey, man, look, uh, I got to go. We'll talk to you later. There's, I mean, just be honest about it. I got to go. Yeah. For whatever reason, and you don't ever have to just, why? What are you doing? No, you don't get to ask that. I just I have will to tell go. you, we've been known to talk to some of our neighbors, and when they mention something they like, my wife, as a gift for putting up with all my questioning, she's known to bring that treat that you might have mentioned, sure. that beverage you might have mentioned, something to your house as a peace offering. That's so awesome. there is that good part. <laughs> oh, that kind of comes in handy. <laughs> Anna walks over and goes, hey, really sorry about Sean. Here's some I, brownies. I she never in. asks me to sign the card or open it, <laughs> whatever she wrote in there. Weird. Uh-huh. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Oh, yeah. Hello, I'm Spice Pumpkin Latte M&M. Kevin James. That looks like an M&M who is enjoying fall. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. They were just showing on TV some uh, dashboard cams of like highway patrolmen who have been out in the snow and ice when someone has started sliding sideways. And then the next thing you know, you just see the highway patrolman running, you know, as the car goes sliding past him. You've probably seen those videos before, right? Oh, sure. Oh, just, you know, I mean, terrible, frightening. And if you're, you're just trying to be you're out there, you're trying to help somebody, next thing you know, a car goes flying past you sideways. Got to be one of those things that's just scary as heck. Yeah, I got pulled over the other day, and I did the thing. Really? I pulled so far off of the road because it was right on the freeway, and I was like, I pulled so into the ditch, I was leaned completely sideways because i was like man this is a bad spot it was right by the exit there the sullivan exit and i thought i feel bad for the state trooper i i don't want him to be out in the road so i pulled so far into the ditch and then of course he comes around to the other side oh of yeah the car right and now i'm like oh geez now the guy is like buried in the ditch. i felt bad because i'm like now, I'm now too you've done far. it the other way yeah way even, to go i even made it i was like oh i i really got far off the road he's like i i prefer that it's all good <laughs> i'm sure he and does I'm like, okay well perfect. what did you get pulled over for young man great speeding. question yeah speeding and were you speeding oh yeah yeah, I was guilty as charged. You know how fast you were going? Uh, was you know the drive back and forth to Coeur d'Alene every day? Mm-hmm. Not every day. Well, but you should a lot know the speed days. limit then. And I do. Oh. I, I know the speed limit for sure. But <laughs> I will say that spot on the 
freeway, it just gets tricky sometimes. When I get on the freeway and I get in, I'm going to Coeur d'Alene mode. Mm-hmm. I just start thinking 70, and it's not. It's 60 for a long mm-hmm. ways through there. Yeah. And I just started getting out in the valley, wasn't paying attention. I just wasn't paying attention, plain and simple. And I yeah. was going 71 in a 60. And luckily, I also made a terrible joke to this man. Because he, he seemed... We you were like start- the Northern Quest commercial guy? <laughs> yes, yes. Your penmanship's I, really great. I uh, I started off on a good... Like, our good our rapport was pretty good with the, the ditch thing and starting with that. And he was seemed friendly and he was like, yeah, can I get your license and registrations? And he's like, he's looking around and he goes, I'm assuming you don't have, a, ha- have any weapons in here. He goes, you do have a lot of car seats because I had three car seats in the back. <laughs> oh, wow. And I go, yeah. I go, no, just these big guns. No, right you here. did not. And I put no. them to my arms. No, you did not. And he goes, oh, the big ones. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. I did. No. And he joked about it and he was cool about it. And then as he walked back to his car, I thought, God, that was stupid, yep, Kevin. I agree. Like, what were you doing? Like, <laughs> what the heck? But he had been pretty conversational. Luckily, he gave me a warning and we were all good. Oh, and the wow. warning, uh, it stuck with me. I have set my concru- cruise control now and I will continue to do that. At least for a couple weeks. His warning was no more bad jokes when you get pulled over. Yeah, until I forget again. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. And which is probably the reason I, I'm driving a Nissan Rogue. Mm-hmm. And it's probably why I will never end up getting the car that I keep being enamored with. Uh, there's the charging stations all over in my neighborhood. Yeah. And so there are Teslas everywhere. I, I see the Teslas all the time right in front of my house. I walk by them and I see these Teslas and I'm like, those are the coolest stinking looking yeah. cars. Some of them are so cool. The guy the other day had the doors that do the, you know, that they lift up. Oh, boy, yeah. The wing Ooh. doors, whatever they call uh, those. those things. They just look like a spaceship. And yeah. It was so stinking cool. And he looked cool. And I was just like, man, I want a Tesla. So I started looking up Tesla stuff and all the features that they have, like what makes them so cool. And there's a lot of ridiculous stuff. But then I stumbled upon this story that there is now a TikTok challenge where people in Teslas are going to cemeteries. Okay. And in the cemetery, they are using the... So they have sensors that go around the Teslas, and if there's a person anywhere near you, they, it, it creates an image of a person standing there. So you don't back into somebody, or so you don't oh, wow. hit somebody. So and it just sends off a little sensor. Beep, beep, beep. It shows there's you an someone. image of the person, too? Yeah, it just or does a like a person. like yeah. An, yeah, like yeah. a 3D fake image I of got a you. person. Like my car has it'll beep if there's someone walking by, but it doesn't make a fake person. Gotcha. Tesla, of course, makes a fake person standing there. Right. Of course. So these people are pulling into cemeteries and they're parking their Tesla and then they're just waiting. And sure enough, there are videos where people are then having Images show up around their cars in cemeteries. Wait, so and images no are when there's no there. people? Oh, stop. No, 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 no. 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 It's like That's they're a, ghost no. hunting in their Teslas. What? <laughs> okay. Well, I will say this part about it. It's better than a lot of the ghost tests that I've heard about on TV shows and stuff where they're doing all sorts of other weird things, but they're open to being captured by the ghost at least you're in oh your car and gosh. can hit gas or that is very me, true hit electric <laughs> as soon yes. as you see them that's that an, part is good but that's terrifying 
it's just weird. I saw a couple of the videos. I, I started watching them. And then the one I watched that was really long, I was interested in. I was like, oh, let's check this out. Well, this guy went to like three places and he couldn't get any ghosts to show up. Now, uh, I also, he had his girlfriend in the car and she would jump out and run around the car. And it also wasn't showing her. So I'm like, well, obviously your sensor not is not then. working, yeah. ding yeah. dong. Yeah. And then he drove around to all the cemeteries and I'm like, well, it's just your car's not working well, right. Yeah, it's that not was... that there's not ghosts. Right. And he was all sad that he didn't see any ghosts. And I'm like, well, I think maybe you did. And you just didn't realize that your sensors take it to the shop, bud. Unless this, unless his girlfriend's fixed. invisible or something, but then it would still show up because she'd still be a ghost. So I would not be surprised. Elon Musk, the maker of Tesla, who is you know the richest man in the world now, I wouldn't be surprised if the new model comes out with a like ghost destroying button <laughs> or something. Or, if it senses a spirit, yeah. yeah. Wow. How fast are you driving away if it senses a spirit and you don't, or if it senses a person and you don't see anybody? Oh, it it creeps me out. Like I, I have no yeah. desire. Like, would to you go- get a speeding ticket in the cemetery, Kevin? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I would just. Well, I would be respectful. I would try to get out of there respectfully because I got to believe they're not trying to hurt you. Uh huh. But also, I got to imagine the ghosts are kind of like, hey, why are you here? If you're just here to see us, we're gonna scare you out of here. Man, I'm I pretty sure I saw that on Scooby Doo. <laughs> 